This is a HeadGum Podcast. To another edition of Melrose 210, our quarantine sideshow here on the We Hate Movies podcast. Where yeah. you know, you know, on Monday we're going to talk about Beverly Hills 90210, and here we on, are. And on Thursdays, which is today, we're going to talk about uh, Melrose Place. So we ask you to remain indoors and put on your sunscreen because we're we're going to the Sunset Strip and we're going to get stalked till we're nearly dead. <laughs> uh, I am joined as always with my good friends. Eric Siska. Hello. Christopher Cabin. Ahoy, hoy. And Andrew Jupin. Yo. Uh, somebody just came in their pants out there. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. People are, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I have seen some very positive fan reaction to my ALF greeting. <laughs> and for those super fans out there, I'll just throw another yo on they, the fire. Look ooh, that. Two yos in one episode. I don't know if That's I can fucking handle it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they need more time. They got to build back up, man. The uh, nation needed to heal. And I think uh, ALF yoing is going to do it. <laughs> totally, dude. I'm down. Uh, today, we are talking about Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 8, Lonely Hearts. Uh Original air date, September the 2nd, 1992. We're finally in the fall fucking season of Melrose Place, eight weeks out. Absolutely, dude. Here we are. It's a very uh, kind way to describe what happens in this fucking episode. Oh, yeah. The lonely. Oh, that's what he has. He's lonely hearts. He's not a psychotic. <laughs> no, this, the lonely hearts in this episode, dude, are fucking Sandy and Jake. Oh. oh yeah. Their this stars might be crossed. I don't know. Such a fucking <laughs> crazy episode. It's nuts the way they treat this situation. Uh so well we're, there's two there's two storylines. I think we we're, we're going to do a little quiz show take the first part last because I do want to build up to Sandy's storyline. We'll do Allison's total fucking dud of a car storyline first. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great call, Steve. It is mm-hmm. a real lemon of a storyline. <laughs> I, I do want to point out, though, just another thing. I, I love finding stuff with this intro. Intro theme songs and intro montages fascinate me. Uh, I did mention a couple weeks back I watched fucking 25 minutes of 90210 intros that one time. Great. A bit here. There's a couple of shots of them having a great time at that Johnny Rockets we've mentioned from time to time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I noticed there is one part, though, of this intro where they're at the Johnny Rockets and it's Michael, Thomas Calabro, the actor, staring off into space like he's so miserable to be at at these Johnny Rockets with these people. He's like, I am a fucking doctor. I cannot believe I'm here with Uh, my wife's terrible friends. Michael is 100% the type of guy who sends back his fries if they're not hot enough or if they're not (laughs) crispy enough, maybe even. And you know what he says, Cabin? It's even more condescending because then he just goes, hey, do you mind just nuking these for a few minutes? <laughs> yeah, dude. He tries to make he, he trying to be a friend with you, and he, I don't yep. need that shit. Thank you. I, nope. 
I do think, um, to be fair to Michael, he gets four and a half hours off a week. Um, so, <laughs> and to spend it on a fucking Johnny Rockets while not bawling your wife is a, a bit of a problem. Right. Yeah, it's, no, it, you're not wrong there, Steve. He's only at the Johnny Rockets or cleaning this fucking pool. <laughs> That's his recreation oh. time. I will, which we'll get to at the Sandy storyline, but I do want to mention my own. I picked up a little something from the theme song. It's it's actually kind of a retread. It's still Billy on the street uh, nudging this ponytailed guy. In the, oh yeah. It just was watching it, and it's such because it's the grainy footage. It's the way like you don't believe a single second that Andrew Shue is acting. It just <laughs> it looks like something out of like, and I just, I just watched Heat, so this has something to do with it, like surveillance footage. Like, all right, we're gonna wait for him. We're gonna wait for him to nudge the ponytail guy. Oh, that's a go. It's a go. He's a go. Swarm, swarm, swarm. Yeah, you're totally right, dude. It's like, oh, he just passed something off to that ponytail guy. Get him. Hit the solo. <laughs> It's a buy. It's a buy. <laughs> He's buying fake ponytails from that guy. Uh, so, yeah, we start off on this storyline where Allison is coming home from work. She's got soot all over her face like a fucking cockney goddamn uh, chimney sweep. Oh, one second. I just thought of something to go with Andrew's thing. Phony tails. Oh, nice. Right? Ponytails. Oh, buying fake phony tails. A fake ponytail would be a phony tail. I think yeah. we could make ourselves a, a, a what do you call it there a, a quarantine business here phony tales absolutely because we take people... orders we don't ship them out <laughs> <laughs> yeah why well, hasn't anybody run to GoDaddy yet to get uh, phony tales dot com or dot biz I guess <laughs> that's probably some massive porn thing <laughs> yeah that's a good point you ever just put it in a, a URL wrong and it's just like well here's your porn <laughs> <laughs> here's that porn you ordered on Facebook dot com hey exactly. I I checked it out right now, by the way. Uh, Phonytales.com. Um, GoDaddy says that it is available. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Should we just buy it and have it redirect to <laughs> our website? Uh, Phonytales is available. Uh, just so you know that. It's, uh, it could be a website for you. And it looks like Phonytales.biz just does not even exist. So we're good, guys. We're good. So Allison shows up, uh, her car has broken down on the freeway or whatever the fuck. She barely gets home and she's like complaining about it. She's calling, oh man, Betsy was giving me so much trouble. And Bill's like, what the heck is Betsy? <laughs> oh, is Betsy like some sister you were telling me about or what? Hey, Allison, why haven't you set me up with Betsy yet? <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing for Billy here? Uh, so yeah, I do he, want to take back something that I've been complaining about uh, through this whole show so far. Oh, correction! Uh, just as far as my visit to the complaint department around Billy moving this computer all over the place, because now in this scene he's got it parked right in the front door, but he's in the living room. He's working. However, did you get a look at this desk? It's a grown ass, like professional soccer player, Andrew Shue size person sitting at this tiny little kid desk on a little tiny computer. <laughs> this guy cannot win with this shit. And I was like, no, no desk for this. This looks terrible. Continue you're, dragging it around the apartment. The son of a furniture baron. And you got a play school set like this? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a rebellious act. Like, I'm going oh. to have terrible furniture. Fuck oh you, yeah, you, you 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 don't like that I'm in your business, Dad. Well, how about this? I'm gonna buy a desk from IKEA, <laughs> Kia, Kia. Oh man, you know the my computer the was actually a kid's toy. The monitor just had the sticker on it. 
six weeks to figure that out. I, I want a widow, widow death, please. A widow, widow, widow death. It's Stupid like fake easy... computer. I was wondering why all my stories weren't saving. It's like an easy bake oven. <laughs> oh, my cupcakes are ready. My article must have been great. <laughs> Ooh, creepy crawlers. <laughs> Also, like, she's clearly so upset about this car situation. He's like, well, I guess that rules out you going fucking grocery shopping <laughs> yeah, then. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Billy's like, oh, so grocery, yes or no. Not only do you not know what you're going to do about your car, you don't know what you're going to do about our dinner either, do you, Allison? And it's just that's just way too domestic. You know, Bill, you need to go to the fucking grocery store. You're my roommate. Go to the fucking grocery store. Get your groceries and shut up. Exactly, dude. You can go out on your own throughout the day, Billy, and go pick up that bag of Cheetos or whatever it is you're fucking clamoring for. Uh, So she's like, oh, man, my car. I've had it forever. Uh, Betsy has gotten me through a lot of hard times. I don't know if I can get rid of it. And he's like, listen, Allison, it's the go-go 90s, and it's time for you to get a crippling auto loan. (laughs) And her response to this is excellent because she's like, Billy. Every time I trust you, something terrible <laughs> happens. I was oh, like, well, you're- <laughs> she's learning. It's great. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, every time if every time you touch something, you get an electric shock. Usually you stop touching it. Yeah. <laughs> In most scientific experiments. So she decides to go get her own. Uh, she takes Billy's advice, which is terrible. Well, not really. I mean, this car is a piece of shit. Uh, it's time for it. To, she needs a new car. It's, it's, it's L.A. Uber is still a, a decade off, uh, at least. You know what I kept thinking during this episode is that Jake is a mechanic. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, I never thought of that. Actually, pay him that's for, hilarious. Like buy the parts and have him do the labor for free because everyone <laughs> leans on Jake. <laughs> yes, it's true. As well, because they've all got the goods on him. You know what I mean? Like the smells, the com- the screams. No one ever calls nine one one. The Kelly. <laughs> the right. Kelly situation. He's had sex with everyone. You could always broker sex for mechanic work. I'm sure. Well, I think it's a thing too, where like they're trying to. Uh, keep their distance and not interfere too much because he's got tapes on all of them, dude, guaranteed. Mm, that's true. Yeah, it's a, sli- a real sliver situation. <laughs> yep, exactly right, dude. And anytime you step in that bedroom, man, woman, or dog, dude, you're getting filmed. And the problem is, is Allison can never fuck Jake like in their bedroom because then it would be, uh, you could not live with Billy anymore. He would just be yammering at you nonstop. Kevin, How, we came close to this what, a couple weeks ago I, when they, but, they did sleep together and Billy was insufferable. So, yeah, dude. But if it was a full boning, then, yes, I do think it would be ins- – you'd have to move to another part of L.A. Uh, Allison, uh, we need to talk. Yeah, just come in here for a second. Sit down on my play school set here, Allison. <laughs> uh, Play-Doh? You want some Play-Doh? Would uh, you like I, a thicker? I heard about the boning, Allison. The, the real boning between oh. you and Jake. Uh, hold on, I'm just getting a report here about the back walls. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, do you like him better just because he made you come, Allison? <laughs> come on. Is well, that the all? answer is obviously yes, Billy. Come on. He's breached yeah, the back walls. That's how walls. I'd feel. Yes. He's breached the back walls. <laughs> okay, ponytail guy is in the street. That's the move. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the signal. He tapped his chest. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be like a, a fat 1970s detective type of shit going on yeah what was the dude uh, uh what's his name what was uh 
uh, is it James Hootkins, the guy who played Eckhart? Oh, oh, William yes. Hootkins. Yeah, what William the fuck Hootkins. was Hootkins up to? Get him down to the place. He was still kicking. <laughs> Crossover with uh, NYPD Blue. Get Dennis Franz around here. Absolutely. You put them in a fucking flower truck or something. <laughs> I mean, can't Jake- believe I had to come all the way out to the West Coast to try to catch this <laughs> rapist. I'm, I'm on the case of Melrose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Melro is a nefarious individual. That much we know. Malachi Throne has been seen in the, in the facility. And Jake has got a rap sheet a mile long. This place exactly. is bugged up and down. Yeah, I'm looking for somebody named Jake Hascom, also known, <laughs> a.k.a. Jake Hansen, a.k.a. Jake Handsome, a.k.a. Jake Haskins. <laughs> a.k.a. the Riverboat Strangler. <laughs> Riverboat. You walk into a deli in this town and you ask them for a beef sandwich. They don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> Salad? The fuck is that? Uh, so uh, whatever. They go to a, uh, a used car lot. Uh, this hilarious looking and sounding character actor who I love named John Del Regno shows up. This guy, I don't even look. Like, he doesn't have the trick thing for cigarettes, but it's like, how do you get your voice like this? Also cigarettes. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this dude was not far off from getting that surgery, potentially. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's really, oh, my God, you want to buy this car or what? <laughs> this and guy it's like, is beleaguered. He's, his time is wasted. It is ridiculous. Usually you have, like, oh, the used car salesman. That's, like, a bad guy or whatever. But this is, like, it's the hero of the show. <laughs> well, he's just like, ah, listen, this is how auto loans work. And she's just like... I don't know. You're only going to give me $300 for my piece of shit car. I love that car. It's like, I, I, I honestly can't give a shit about a fucking car. He does also kind of talk like the scumbag salesman from The Simpsons that we always do. Yes, a little like bit. A, it was like a real life version of that. <laughs> He's also, um, I've definitely seen, and somebody please shout out. I'm, I guarantee you, I know for a fact, he has played a porn theater operator in something and I just can't place it. Ooh, and damn. Or, and or like a, a work-a-day flop house. People are fucking upstairs, is, kind of like the the, the the guy that's taking tickets and is, stuff. Is he the guy who's uh, running the theater in hardcore? <laughs> Very possibly. Maybe. He's mm. definitely not in The Exterminator, which, by the way, is a side order of sleaze on patreon.com slash movies this past month. Yeah, you'll find yes. out what a chicken uh, ch- is it a chicken party or a chicken, chicken house? house? Chicken, chicken house. house, yeah. Yikes! Chicken well, I'll say that this dude was on an episode of Urkel. That probably wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> First of all, <laughs> wrong. He was not. <laughs> he was not an episode of Urkel, Andrew. He's an episode of Fucking Family Matters. Yeah, I don't know, man. If you fucking watched any of that show live on ABC after the third season, you couldn't tell me it wasn't called Urkel. <laughs> they knew it. I knew it. Audiences across I mean, America knew it. That I family mean, didn't mean fucking shit once Steve Urkel came around. Well, Steve, you know, Alf is telling you this so you can trust him. <laughs> Also, everybody knows the episode where Ed Winslow goes to the porno theater, so it could have been him right there. God damn it, it's Carl Winslow. Did you not watch a minute of Urkel? I only God watched a minute. <laughs> Urkel, what are you drinking fucking soda out of used jelly jars, you fucking trash hole? It's family matters. Wow. Was lit was legit drinking some soda out of a fucking jelly jar maybe two hours ago. It's okay to drink out of a mason jar. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I don't know if this is it. I can't actually pinpoint what the episode is, but it says uh, 
He was on an episode of Seinfeld playing manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> oh, the one where Jerry and Kramer go to the porno theater. <laughs> <laughs> Kramer's bootlegging it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Here we Oh, fuck. No, wait. I had it. Hang on. Click on that little eye. Oh, it's the uh, the not great busboy episode. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe he's the, the restaurant manager. That episode stinks. Um, you, totally. You've selected anyway. Hitting the Back Walls. It is playing <laughs> at 4 o'clock <laughs> at 5 Why don't you just tell me the name of the porno you want to watch? <laughs> uh, so he's just like, hey, look, this is the best. You can. She, she falls in love with this red convertible. Uh, Billy's like, oh, you got to play hard. Trust me, Allison. My dad sells furniture. I know everything about salesmanship. Furniture sales and car sales are the exact same thing. Do you remember when I famously washed out from fucking selling couches for three <laughs> days? I know everything there is to know about selling. Famously washed out. It happened six days ago. <laughs> to be fair, I did sell a couch. <laughs> a single couch, Allison. So I am salesman of the day. Uh, so whatever, uh, you know, th- that's kind of her thing. She's trying to buy this car, but she's like, all right, I'm not going to do the trade-in thing because this guy's ripping me off. I'm going to go through a series of comical scenes wherein I'm trying to sell this car. First to this old lady who's like, this is a lemon. Oh, I love ew. this old lady, dude. This old lady's great. She's like, all right, mind if I just pop the hood here? And Allison's like all incredulous about it. And the second that this lady opens her up, she's just like, oh, yep, going to need a bunch of spark plugs there. That tube's about to burst. Rust here, I see. Looks like the transmission's going to go. And I was like, take that, Allison. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Showing this piece of shit to me? My eyes are bad enough. <laughs> it's insane, the Sherlock Holmes shit that this lady does right here. She's like, oh, let me guess. Came from the Midwest, did you? Yes. Salt on the roads in the winter slits a car's life in half, it does. Oh, yeah. Go Packers. Go away is what I say. Bet you weren't expecting me, a nice, unassuming old lady, to know everything there is about cars. You wicked little girl. I mean, hey, Allison- everyone. Everyone, everybody. Does everybody want to see a turd? <laughs> Come over here and see a turd on four wheels. Allison owes her money at this point. Uh, absolutely. Water pumps ready to blow, dear. So she gets fucking humiliated on the street in front of Melrose Place (laughs) about this car. And then the next thing that comes over is this really sweet young girl who, you know, is in a fucking, like, a McDonald's-esque kind of uniform. She doesn't have a ton of money. She's obviously new in town. She's got... It's it's only a couple of days before the riverboat strangler gets her anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> uh, Jake's eyeing her. Uh, but she's like, oh, you know, this is a great car. I have just enough money to pay you what you want. Is it okay? Is it going to break down on me? Because if it, if it does, I won't be able to fix it. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm so earnest. She's also talking about the color like it's a Douglas Sirk movie. <laughs> but it's like bubblegum blue. It's like faded as shit. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't understand the obsession with pointing out how cool the color was. I didn't get it. I don't get it. I will say there's a scene in between these two uh, scenes of people looking at the car where she and Billy go to shooters to discuss the fate of oh, Betsy. Right. And there's two hilarious things that happen. One is Billy has the fucking audacity to say that just because Allison has given her car a name, she needs therapy. 
He goes, like, oh, you got like weird. You got problems make. Listen, Allison, I'm your nightmare roommate, so I'm gonna tell you all about your problems. One, you have problems with men, obviously. Two, you want to have sex with your car. What are you, a car lesbian? <laughs> I think you might be a car lesbian, Allison. <laughs> hey, got a real car lesbian over here, everybody. <laughs> then there's a, while they're having this conversation, though, it was a real laugh out loud moment. They're playing pool, and uh, Billy breaks. Oh, and it's, gonna, gonna it's like here. not a great break. But then Courtney Thorne Smith fucking whiffs hard <laughs> on her turn and like barely hits the cue ball. One ball like kind of gently rolls. And the amazing thing is neither of the actors break and they continue the scene as if that was a totally acceptable shot for her to make. <laughs> it's incredible the whiffage that happens here. There's also a part where when Billy's actually set, racking up, also like uh, just looking at a pool table, I'm like, holy shit, I'd love to love to be anywhere oh, near one of those. I know, I'd Please. love to be doing terrible at pool in public right now. Oh, absolutely! It takes me an hour to play pool. It did. If mm-hmm. you see me at the bar and I'm playing pool, it's like, well, I'm just not going to even bother because that guy's <laughs> going to be there all day. Um, but uh, Billy is racks up. He racks. He takes the the triangle off, but leaves it on the felt, and Allison has to put it away. It's like, I, dude, I noticed that too. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> an asshole he's like, so inconsiderate at everything like how stupid are you <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is this earnest girl and she's like oh allison i would or, or miss i would love to do this but it's only my meager funds i don't know if i'd be able to handle it and she's allison you know doesn't have it in her to rip this girl off so she's like no it's actually a, the car is actually an enormous piece of shit um i, I do this like old this lady, like, mcdonald's uniform she's wearing this girl yeah it's like a burger king almost i think yeah there was, was a, like brown there was a pin with fucking french fries on it oh <laughs> i could use that also you get a cut to billy and he looks disgusted that yeah. allison would allow yes. allow yep. this sale to slip through her fingers you had it right where you wanted her allison <laughs> she was about to get ripped off by you and you ruined it that was an insect you crush Insects, Allison. <laughs> yeah, it's because you've, you're just in love with your car, you weird car lesbian. <laughs> She's the, like, what? Why am I living with you? The fucking the icing on the cake to end this exchange, though, with this girl is she's like, well, thanks for your honesty. I guess I'll keep looking. And then, like, you see this actress trying to get on this huge bicycle to fucking go away oh it's so funny it only was missing a little like ding ding like (laughs) ringing the bell as she goes off she starts juggling oranges (laughs) and jake is making a note of the make and model of that bicycle (laughs) this looks like a job for the riverboat strangler (laughs) sure hope she doesn't take that bike on a riverboat anytime soon (laughs) i either date them or kill them so Allison's like, you know what? I'm gonna just give my car away to this. To I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the trade in after all. What a waste of everyone's time! Uh, so she goes back to the original dealership. She's about to do the trade in, and she's like, "Hold on, this is a bad deal. Look at all this interest I get." And he's like, "Yeah, what do you want? It's a fucking car, lady." <laughs> <laughs> he just turns into a bunch of cigarette ash. What, what I love about this too is like Alan, like. I mean, Allison learning for the first time, like what a loan means. Yes, yes, exactly. Wait, hold on. I have to pay this, but I pay you back more than I took from you. 
Well, that doesn't <laughs> seem fair. Uh, Billy's like, oh, it's the way of the world, Alfred. You, you can't go back now. Look, you're going to have, hey, what? And he, he goes, this is, this is why the car lesbian is so important, is because he goes, I'm going to tell you, you got to name this red car a male name. I, I just, I will not be living with a car right. lesbian. He's, he suggests, <laughs> he suggests like Luigi is one of them. It's all Italian men names. Well, that's what he's like. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. How about like Luigi or Giuseppe or I don't know. As long as it's Italian and masculine. And I was like, I was like, okay, William Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing, just really quick, is this is like basically the last scene of Allison's thread here. She, after deciding not to rip off the girl, she's like cleaning out her car before she takes it to the dealership to trade it in. And she's telling Billy all about how, like, this car and her like, oh, got, yes. got, got, got through important. so many adventures. Uh, you know, she saved up and bought the car when she was in high school. She loaded up the back seat in the trunk, uh, you know, when she went to college. She was always the DD in college because she was paranoid about a GPA. And then, oh, the piece de resistance, she fucking lost her virginity in the back seat. And Billy's like, what? You mean this back seat right here? Wow. <laughs> uh, stop, stop. I need to smell the back seat. Oh, stop. I need to smell it. There's and it's ridiculous. She's like, she's like, well, yeah, it was, or he's, cause he's like your car or something like that. And she's like, yeah, the guy I was dating at at the time didn't have a car as if it's like this huge thing. And the look that Andrew Shue gives right here is like, well, what a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a line in this exchange about one of the adventures was a, a group of frat, frat boys lifted this car up onto like the administrative steps of the school. Oh, right, like a Mentos the, commercial. It was the only it's a, a real-life <laughs> Mentos commercial happened. And it was the only ticket she ever received. Well, that's probably what it was. They're all just high, like, dude, Allison's car looks pretty light. We could do that. I guarantee you, the five of us and Reggie, we could lift that car. Mentos, Mentos, Mentos. <laughs> I mean, you saw the Foo Fighters video, right? They could do it. If they could do it, we can do it. <laughs> totally. Also, do you know Reggie fucked her in the back of that car? Reggie doesn't even have a car. Reggie, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> so whatever. Um, she actually she looks at the deal and she actually sees her beloved Betsy on the back of a pickup truck or a back of a tow truck going away, obviously to the scrap heap. And she's like, "No, I can't give it up." And Billy's like, "Well, this was a waste of an episode. We didn't even learn anything." <laughs> well, not, not before he gets to do the fucking baby thing and eat a big bowl of ice cream. Jesus Christ! This scene, yeah, this is, this is oh actually the last Lord. episode of the episode. Wait, I mean, I'm sorry. Since when is eating a big bowl of ice cream okay. exclusive to children? <laughs> no, wait, it's not a big melty like. It, it's like he left it out for th- an hour after he made it. Well, maybe well, I got distracted. Microwave. Yeah, like it was soup. He's eating soup ice cream. I would, so eat, she, I would eat soup soup ice cream and watch Nosferatu. That might be the next level of quarantine. <laughs> I think it is. I think that is specifically what it's even called. Dude, it's he the is ice wa- cream soup Nosferatu <laughs> level. He is he is watching Nosferatu shitting his pants in terror at this one hundred year old film. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody to- goes. Oh fuck. Does he even know what he's reacting to? Because it's just supposed to be, oh, it's a light night horror movie, Allison. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I would be saying, holy shit, Nosferatu, if I was watching this version 
which apparently just has a bunch of fake fucking sound effects added to it on top of the yeah. score. They had like what Hans is that Zimmer shit? do a, a new <laughs> score for it. Well, I mean, I think the idea is that in the world of Melrose Place, German expressionism was a lot shittier. <laughs> I mean, but there's, and... there, there's downright like a fucking scream that happens once yes. the credits roll. And I'm like, do you understand what a silent film is? <laughs> I mean, maybe there was because it was in public domain for ages. Like, maybe there was a thing where, like, someone made a score where there was sound effects. If that's the case, it's just like watching It's a Wonderful Life in the colorized version, man. Turn it the fuck off. Or maybe it's like a dubbed, maybe Woody Allen after uh, What's Up, Tiger Lily dubbed a version of Nosferatu <laughs> as well. That's yeah, XXX I, rated. Ooh, thought yes. I tackled German expressionism next. <laughs> I also uh, I stalked and preyed on children too. <laughs> yeah, I'm the riverboat strangler. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a Count Orlock's castle. Eek! 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 I'm so scared. Orlock. Uh, whatever. So th- this whole scene is basically like it's them. It, uh, he's eating ice cream. He's scared. He's like, well, "This is what I do when, when, I, when I was a kid. If I couldn't sleep, I'd watch a, a late night horror movie on television." And she's like, "Billy, you think I'm not growing up? This is really childish. Move over." And I'm like, and she starts eating his ice cream. I'm like, a number one, get your own fucking ice cream. Yep. B, this is an enormous couch, and we're not sleeping together. Get to the other side. She kind of yep. has some comment, though, about, like, uh, Billy, watch the movie. Like, yeah. eyes on the TV. Because uh, she's in, like, you know, sleep shorts and whatnot. And he's like, oh, look, a better view over here in this movie. <laughs> this movie I'm making with my eyes, Allison. And, well, oh. she, she is eating Billy spit soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Same spoon. Like, again, like, Gross. are you guys fucking or what? I am sorry. You're either... And soon enough. I know. Uh, so that's that horrific <laughs> I'm story. Sorry, I'm sorry that I'm not a female car. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm not a fucking born Taurus named Erica or something. Whatever yeah. it is you lesbian car lesbians he's, are into. He's Kyle Chandler and Carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is this, this car? <laughs> I want you to get out of my house on this Christmas. <laughs> uh, that's the end of that terrible storyline. We uh, go to the actually A storyline, which is most of the episode, which is, and we start with Sandy and Rhonda, just a couple of gals out in the town hat shopping. Absolutely. Ha- have you, you ever been? Taking an afternoon at the haberdashery? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> They're just, it's like they've never bought hats before. Sandy is like, what is a hat anyway? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I will say that I've never explicitly gone hat shopping. Like, yeah. I've bought a hat whilst shopping, mm. but I've never left the house specifically to go buy oh. a hat. Oh, child, you put it on your head? <laughs> Has anyone here, aside from myself, uh, bought a hat from Lids? Remember Lids? Yeah, I bought a hat. Never from done Lids. it. Yeah, that, those were like in the malls and stuff, right? They yeah. were, yeah. yeah Mainly, if not exclusively, like sports related hats. Yes, your, your lid would have a sports team on it. Yes, ah. I think I bought a New York Rangers Lids hat at one point. I, yeah. I remember I almost bought a Hornets cap just because I liked the logo. Oh, for it sure, it was a cool logo. Yeah, I almost did that. That's thirty percent of the reason that team still exists. 
That's why I had a fucking Charlotte Hornets starter jacket in the sixth grade. You think I fucking yep. cared about that basketball team? <laughs> no, there was a cool bug on it wearing sneakers. You just love Hornets. <laughs> exactly. Dude. How about these murder Hornets, uh, folks? <laughs> you hear you know, about I this like, m- yeah, murder Hornets? You, you've been like- watching too much Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> I wish if I if I if I was really I could like come up with a, something to say after the setup. You know, <laughs> uh, those things I feel are like the the pandemic uh, like additional terror thing that's just not going to take off. I yeah. feel like last week it was like murder hornet this, murder hornet that. It's already fallen off the radar. Yeah. Ideally, I don't need I don't need no more murder hornets. So, oh. um, speaking of murder hornets, yeah. Paul shows up. Um, <laughs> he's this guy, he, and we kind of it's weird because the episode starts on him walking like it's like he's fucking Joe Buck, um, just walking down the strip. Um, what do you mean by that? He's walking like Joe Buck? Oh, that Joe Buck? Yes, yeah, so like midnight, midnight cowboy. <laughs> I thought you meant like sports announcer Joe Buck, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, he famously would walk around the street telling you what Fox shows were coming on next. Coming up next on the sidewalk, we've got the original Johnny Rockets here in Los Angeles. Going to want to stick around for that. Right after a, a new season premiere of The Connors, the second Taco Bell to uh, to pop up in L.A. So he's just narrating as he's walking down the street. Yeah, Coming exactly. up next is a bunch of used gum appears to be stepped on. Well, now I'm stepping in it. Nine o'clock. All right. And the uh, crosswalk tells me I'm able to go here. I'm going to make it and hopefully don't not get caught by the umpire here. And coming up next, it's a fucking radio shack. A homeless man taking a shit right on the sidewalk. Next up on (laughs) Sidewalk Stories. Coming up next. Oh, look, it's a big red hand telling me not to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out at home here. No, this is my house. (laughs) Coming up next, I'm ducking into the movies for a little while. Coming up next, I'm taking a hot shower. Please stay here. (laughs) It's a porno movie. Uh, so yeah, we we watch him uh, find them at the hat store. This, They're trying to unhats. This guy's a real butt his face. Yeah, dude. Like he's tall. He's kind of good looking, but he's just the thing no. Is, and, that's the thing. Not good looking. Yeah, I, I think the body is fine, but this sure. face it is a dullard's face. Wow, you know what it is? You have a lot in common with Sandy. Uh, huh? You have a you lot. Some... You have a lot in common with Sandy. You both reject this guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they uh well he's i mean the problem is and this is i think a problem with the episode is this guy's just a drip you yeah. know what i mean like he's not scary as he should be and like when he has to turn it on he can't get there that's the problem because the look i think is perfect because it's very unassuming yes right and i think that's what it's supposed to be like when he initially meets them at the haberdashery you know, he's uh, 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 getting along with them. He's like being flirtatious with Sandy about the hats, this, that, and the other thing. You know, and he's secretly like Paul the loner. <laughs> you know, so like when you need him to get into that kind of a headspace, like he just can't fucking do it. Well, I think they're trying to show like there's it's like the banality of evil, right? Like mm. all you, there's <laughs> yeah. there's psychos out there that aren't exciting psychos they're just you know losers that could possibly kill you on this date they go on he's like doing his uh uh, uh sideways i am a wine speech but it's about fucking plants yeah and i'm well, like i just met you motherfucker 
when so she, Sandy he, he, finds out that he works with plants, she's like, "Oh no, child." No. <laughs> She oh, hates plants. Ew. Oh, ew, child. You like plants so much. Ew, y'all. He's got his hand around dirt all day. <laughs> I, I do love this guy because he's like an eco-terrorist. And <laughs> he, he uses nature against her and like does it in these weird grand grand ways. He's sort of like a Batman villain. He's like a male poison ivy, actually. Yeah. yeah. He is like a male poison ivy. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> except you, for the, all would... the plants ignore him. Or I should say uh, he's more like the Swamp Thing villain, because that's a man, uh, the Floronic man, uh, Dr. Jason Woodrow. Also, oh, possibly. Wow. right. Possibly, I was yeah. about to ask, what would you name a, uh, a male poison ivy? Uh, they already did. Yeah, you just <laughs> listed it. I was going to say bark. <laughs> Oh, I, I think Bark would kind of work. Yeah. Look out for Bark. <laughs> Tonight at nine, after the sidewalk, Bark, new on Fox. Catching oh. the series premiere of the new hit thriller, Bark, on Fox. Yep, a new hit thriller I wasn't watching where I was going, walked right into a tree. It's Bark. <laughs> he talks to plants and they ignore him. Bark. Coming up after the crosswalk, hit and run. <laughs> I do love this dude is like, uh, he he offers up like, oh, hey, how about Angelini's for dinner? Uh. <laughs> Angelini's on third. It's kind of crazy because like she's, and here's the thing. This whole thread is about people not respecting Sandy's intelligence. Absolutely. So, right? So like it starts from the jump because she's like, I don't know, Rhonda. I really don't give a shit about going out with this guy, y'all. And she's just like, no, Sandy, you have to do it. You have to go out with this guy. And then, like, she even tries to be like, oh, well, Rhonda, we're busy tonight, aren't we, y'all? And she's just like, oh, I don't give a shit, Sandy. I'm not doing anything. I'll clear your schedule for the bark killer. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, it is a thing where, like, because, of course, Rhonda is so desperate for dick. She just wants everyone around her to be fucking so she can smell it. Yep. She even says something yes. about like, uh, you know, give me the details. So I, I got to fucking vicariously masturbate for something here. <laughs> like, go on a fucking date, lady. You're good looking. Do it. <laughs> uh, so they go on this date, like they said, uh, at Angelini's. And he's wearing this fucking huge suit jacket, by the way. This fucking David Byrne size <laughs> suit. I mean, it's, it's like the 90s, dude. I know, dude. It's really awful. Like menswear in the '90s was really bad. But like this is like it. It it really hammers home uh, how I feel about this dude, which is like, you know, he's just he's got such a youthful face. Like he's still got yes. like a little teenager face almost. Sure. So it's weird that he's on a date with a grown woman anyway. <laughs> so like on top of all that, he's wearing this huge jacket, and I was just like, this is a little kid. Maybe on the shoulders of another little kid <laughs> inside of this fucking suit coat. I, I, I should a, a dumb kid, like a very stupid kid. Like I, why is I he stupid? I, I think he just has a stupid look to him. Uh -huh. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, it, it, it's a bit vacant. So he's yeah. just like coming like, up next on Fox. Chris <laughs> Cabin presents throwing stones. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. I would he watch wants, that all. Just Chris uh, oh, yeah, fucking rocks. You think he's rocks? A, is he in I, like an abandoned warehouse district kind of a thing? Yeah, I don't oh. care which fucking glass house I'm in. Like, <laughs> <rip>. <laughs> uh, so um, they're on this date. It, it's not going terribly well. Um, he does. 
He's like, yeah, I just moved here. Much like most people our age, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, dude, you got to <laughs> wait for that, buddy. You got to yeah. wait for that. Also, the thing that they do on movies and television a lot when you want to really hammer home, you guys, that this is going to be a bad date. He's like, oh, hey, so do you like red wine? And she's like, no, child, I actually like, ooh, white wine. And the guy's like, go, white wine, okay, uh, I think we can work this out. Uh, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, hey, guys, three words, buy the glass. Also, more words, let's see what we're ordering first. You know what Absol- I mean? Maybe- that's, yep, good call, Steve. We don't know what yeah. we're eating yet. We cannot pick the wine first. Makes no sense. Um, so they, uh, he, he reveals that he works at a nursery um, and he loves plants. And she's like, wow, that's really boring, child. <laughs> oh, no, this is a bad date, y'all. I'm just going to go. And he's like, well, I could just uh, take you home. And she's like, well, no, I, we took separate cars, remember? He's like, well, I could follow you. And <laughs> that right this there is, is yes. you know what that is? That's a, okay, cool. You know what my address is? One, two, three, four, police station plaza. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you have to slash his tires and get in your car and go. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's like, the only option. I'm sorry. Or let him down here, because she does when... For some reason, in the fucking plaza, in, in the in the veranda of Melrose Place, I don't know the fuck you want to call this place, a grotto, uh, the the pool area. Um, but like the, just put let him down here. And be like, hey, look, this didn't really work out. I really don't feel comfortable with you knowing my address for literally no reason. I'm also not going to give you a hand job. I just want to be really clear about that right now. Yeah. Hand jobs off the table. I, I mean, this that, is, that needs to be spelled out. I feel. I mean, him. this this guy's just too dense. Like he he can't pick up on a hint, and he's just like, well, you know, just like they've taught me on that hit show, Urkel, persistence. <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna keep coming for you. I'm wearing her down. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, there is another fucking terror line. I mean, it is like back to back to back to back terror lines here because she's like, uh, separate cars, remember? And he says, that's okay. I'll follow you. Yikes enough right there. Mm-hmm. She in her head at that point is like, douche chill. <laughs> to which he responds with, you didn't think I'd let you get away that easily, did you? <laughs> yeah. And wow. also, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call any of my male. I'm going to call Matt. Good old fucking Saint Matt to come and tell this guy to, to leave me alone. Like immediately. Yep. Like well, that's what was, I'm going to. Wasn't Matt watching or was that Jake in the bushes? Oh, no, this is, oh so, yeah, it's Jake. He, he drops her off in the, in the air and like he, I think, does he kiss her here? Did he kiss her on the cheek or something? He, he yeah. kisses her after being like, oh, let me walk you to your door. And she's like, no, that's cool. And he goes, no, which is yours? Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, that's when you're like, uh, my apartment is right here. Where my boyfriend, where my roommate, whatever you want to call him, Jake, is sitting outside. So, uh, what's your? We should mention, we should mention that Rhonda has gone to Houston on an aerobics conference. Yeah. Not just yet; she will be. Oh, okay, but that that heightens the danger of the scenario because she's yes. got no one. Absolutely. So, uh, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Is it just your first name underscore last name, or is there something like? I don't know. I hate when people don't have easy to find Instagrams. Yeah. I mean, do you have your blood type like readily available uh, for me to look at? You're not private, are you? Oh, ew. Uh. What kind of porn do you watch? <laughs> so she like, but she lets him down. She's like, listen, y'all, my life is really complicated right now. And I can't do anything with you because you're gross, son. And uh, in Sandy's defense right here, uh, there is nothing 
that could be um, oh, misconstrued. Or yep. She's no. like, dude, I'm not up for dating right now. Thanks for dinner. Oh, you've kissed me. That's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to end this right now. Uh, oh, sorry, child. I don't date dumb children, child. <laughs> and then, like, he leaves, and Jake from the shadows is drinking, and he's like, well, that was awkward. And I'm like, God, can this woman catch a break? It's insane. He starts, the first way he makes himself known to her is he goes, well, well, well. <laughs> Man, yeah, that is like, the last thing I want to hear. He, he finishes up his belt, zips up. <laughs> I'm just out here listening to the grasshoppers. <laughs> like it's ter- like it's it's totally cool to be on your in your outdoor area, just kind of chilling out, having a beer by yourself in the dark, not making your presence known, not having like a book with you, maybe a radio. No, it sounds pretty something. cool to me. It sounds yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I'm kind of down with it, dude. I mean, I've done something similar on my balcony, although out there I don't have to make my presence known to anyone, well, which is the key difference. But also... They know you as it's- the watcher. <laughs> Help her. <laughs> it's not like the two of them are alone, though, because Rhonda yes. is fucking standing at the top of the stairs watching the whole thing go down, too. It's your classic Melrose Place problem. You cannot fucking go on a date without these goblins getting involved. You cannot. And, and Sandy finally just calls it for what it is. She's like, gosh, Chad, I'm living in a building of voyeurs. And yeah. I was like, yep, that's Melrose Place. So then the next day they're having your classic um, uh, Melrose Place uh, afternoon barbecue pool party thing. And uh uh-oh, Paul is there. And and I guess Sandy, it was Sandy's turn to go get the fucking hot dog buns, which seems like some sort of a weird story. I don't know what that's about. (laughs) It's like they got a trade. You're on bun duty, Sandy. I wanted a whole episode about bun duty. (laughs) She said it took a while because they were looking for specifically whole wheat buns. So she, I imagine she went to a few stores. Yeah. What kind of psychopaths want whole wheat buns? Yeah, that's a great question, to well, be honest. California, dude, man. Health food. Uh, ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup. <laughs> Picture her at the store looking at but potato bread. Oh, what God. The fuck? I had to drive to Las Vegas for, for whole wheat buns. <laughs> it's taken me four and a half hours, child. Maybe she had a public freak out in a grocery store uh, over buns like Steve Martin in uh, Father of the Bride when he fucking loses his mind about the ratio of uh, or like the the number of hot dogs in a packet to hot dog buns in a packet. And why can't they be the same? Great question. Passed down through the ages. Still no answer. Uh, It's a tall scam, dude. So Paul is there. He's got flowers for her. And everyone's like, "Yeah, you know who's a cool guy? Paul. Oh, cool. hey, it's Paul. <laughs> Paul, hey." Uh, I, if if somebody like in, in this situation, like especially if you're Jake and or Rhonda, you have to be running interference. Especially Rhonda has to run interference and be like, and he's like, "Hey, is Sandy home?" He's like, "Uh, no. Could you leave a message? I could wait for." Her. Uh, no, you can't. It's not. It's, this is not okay. But instead, it's got to be like. I don't know. He's cute. What? And this is when, like, the fucking you want to call a hornet's nest. Jane and Rhonda show up, and they're like, "I don't know. I think he's really cute. You've got to give him a chance." What are you? What is your shit? Don't stink. Suck that guy's dick right now. Here's Suck it thing. right now. Suck it right now. Everyone says that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Everyone's insane. just like, "What? Well, why aren't you sucking his dick?" And here's and here's the thing. Here's the thing. No one deserves a chance from anyone. <laughs> No. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, like here's the thing. 
First impressions are a huge deal. If after a first date, someone is like, you know what? This didn't vibe. You know, life's too short. Fuck it. No friend of that person should be like, I don't know. Maybe you should give him a second date. You never gave him a chance. Fuck that shit. No, it's, it, and it's also, it's just making, now you have to like break up with this person even more than you already have. You know what I mean? And that's awkward. He's now friends with your friends. He's at the fucking pool party. And yeah, so she's just like, oh, no. and she walks him out again. Like she's doing all the right things. She's like, yeah, thanks. Ma. And he's like, well, uh, from the looks of it, your life doesn't look too complicated at all. And she's like, yeah, I was just trying to be nice. Like, I literally do not like you, child. So this is going to be our last interaction. But, but, but look, I got all these letters of recommendation from your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Jane said I'm pretty cool. <laughs> To hear Matt tell it, we're a perfect match. <laughs> oh my God! Tell it. <laughs> Quote the most handsome man he's met in some time. At some point, he, like he delivers like some free trees to the halfway house that Matt works at. Dude, it, like, this is yeah, yeah. It, like elevates his status between the circle of friends to such a degree that's a little much. Because he like she she's at shooters she's working uh, and like the, the the beginning of the scene is the Alice and, and Billy Pool scene we zoom out and here's uh here's uh Sandy working and Rhonda and Matt and Paul come in and he, and like Matt's like oh man anything this guy needs it's on Matt because dude he helped me out the halfway house so very much this exchange is fucking hilarious because yeah they come in and matt is like this guy's drinking on me all night or like whatever <laughs> yeah. it is and then like there's like half a beat and Rhonda's like hey matt don't you have to drive me to the airport and he's like oh yeah never mind uh i guess i'll get all of those beers another time or something <laughs> thanks for this the 400 worth of trees goodbye <laughs> <laughs> this all happens by the way after the f- the first real move so first of all showing up at the pool party that's creepy okay fine yeah. but at least it was like in this in the light of day you know there's other people around i yeah. guess whatever compared to sandy wakes up opens the apartment door to like look out onto the the almost called the quad the common area and this dude has fucking she's she mentioned oh, yes. she's from South Carolina, by the way. We finally get Sandy's from South Carolina. And he's at this is at dinner, and he's like, Oh, native plants include the following or whatever. <laughs> so then she wakes up and there is the pool covered in all of these like water lilies or whatever. And I gotta tell you, this dude sucks, however making michael's life a living hell having to clean out this fucking pool a number one move buddy i just can't believe that this was thought to be like a romantic gesture oh hey i'm gonna take all these lily pads Uh, and then kill them in the chlorine see see, i think that's a misreading i think this is an offering to malachi throne (laughs) for uh, for sandy's heart uh because malachi throne is banished to the pool and can make all deeds done through his black magic this is a good point we didn't see the ceremony when he was like to malachi to malak (laughs) we give you the plants malachi i beg of you let her love me that would be great he's like he's like you thought you knew everything about me well you're wrong i made a deal with malachi throne in this very pool you're supposed to be mine oh child you didn't you didn't do the incantation did you (laughs) i'm sorry child i'm standing inside this circle full of salt yo i may look like a toothless donkey but she will love me oh man it was 
donkey. Wow. It would bump this episode up if like Jake and her like move her bed and underneath is like a pentagram. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, we were only like a month or so off, dude. It could have been the fucking Halloween episode. <laughs> Um, so, um, but also I love that, like, Michael's like, oh, geez, Jade, now I'm not going to be able to make my shift at the hospital. That kid's going to die. <laughs> it's kind of odd that I do both of these, right? That I both work at a hospital and clean pools all the time. And you know what this means? I'm going to have to mop up some baby blood later. Malachi <laughs> Throne always answers. So, uh, yes, then, then they're at the bar, um, and he's like, and she, she like, re- really lets him have it here. She's like, hey, the water lilies were fucking creepy. B, uh, you cannot just show up in my place of business. And he's like, but I like you. Can't you? Uh, your friends really think I, we'd be great together and all this shit. She's like, I don't give a fuck about these ugly people on Melrose Place. All right. <laughs> Uh, so he walks. Oh no! He, 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 she kind of storms off, and then here comes Jake. Who he pulls like, a Jake. He he pulls exactly a Jake because there's another fucking tray of beers that he just grabs two, one for him and one for Paul, and he's like, "Hey man, don't worry. She's kind of stuck up or whatever he says. It's something to that effect. It's kind of shitty." And then he's like, uh, "He's like, oh, she will. She'll come along in time. She'll come around to me." And there's kind of a great delivery from Grant show right here he's like well Paul I wouldn't count on it (laughs) (laughs) and again if you're like really her friend and she's already like complained to Jake a couple of times about how uncomfortable this guy makes her and the he's Jake has seen the water lilies I'm sure he's heard about it from Michael at this point you got to be like this is when you're here you're like hey man listen uh, I have the death. I have the death sentence on three systems, and if you do not leave my fucking friend alone, there's going to be trouble. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I've never been a cool, but I'm not a cool, muscle bound motorcycle guy. That's that's the thing I've always wanted to do. Uh, hey, Paul, do you uh, do you like your balls? Do you like your balls exactly where they are? Hey, Paul, I don't uh, usually kill men. But for you, I'll make an exception. <laughs> but he he doesn't quite yet take her seriously. No, exactly. And it's the same bullshit like, listen, I know this girl's crazy. You don't want to be involved with a crazy girl now, do you? You know, it's not like, hey, dude, fuck off. And then Sandy at the end of the scene is just like, wow, I thought you would give me some understanding, Jake. You're a real jerk. And he goes... Yeah, sorry, wrong gender. And like just continue, leaves the bar without paying for any of the beers he stole. Absolutely. I think it's a thing about uh, like, I thought I could turn to you for some compassion, child. Wrong gender. Dudes. So the next thing is. Dudes coming up at nine o'clock on Fox. Up next, the season premiere of Aaron Spelling's hit sitcom, Dudes. I want to say before before we move on, uh, she works at Shooters until closing. Kind of rad. We see the Shooters sign turn off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she, she goes home and like, super late. But there's a fucking. I just got to point it out, Steve. There is a fucking dude playing her like coworker, or like Randy, the bar manager at Shooters or whatever. This dude, there's nothing phony about this ponytail. Oh <laughs> my! You fucking yes. see this thing? Oh, oh my god! This it's guy amazing. Looks- 
fucking crazy. This dude, <laughs> this dude ruled. <laughs> I missed him. Fuck, I gotta go back. <laughs> yeah, he, he like locked the gate at Shooters, and yeah, uh, he even it's. I feel like he might not be credited because I'm sure it was an ADR line. Because it's like it's her and this dude, and he locks the door to Shooters, and you just hear bad ADR like, "Well, good night, Sandy." Yeah, <laughs> Shooter. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Welcome to Shooters. I'm Shooter. <laughs> 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 Fuck, that would be awesome. There should be a shooter. Uh, but so, yeah, she, it, it's a kind of a creepy, like, she's walking home to somebody behind her. Is it him? Is it not? We never find out. Sandy's uh, in her fucking second horror movie in a week. <laughs> then uh, she goes home. She has a trillion messages on her phone, uh, on, on, on her answering machine. Like, hey, babe, just thinking about you. Hey, babe, how about them water lilies? Hey, babe, didn't you used to have a southern accent? Hey, babe. <laughs> these calls are like at like 2.06 a.m., 2.11 a.m., 2.21 a.m. Hey. It's just like, come on, man. Hey, babe, I've been stabbing these mannequins in my room and uh, <laughs> putting lipstick on the mirror. Uh, just thinking about you, babe. <laughs> and she brings it to Michael and Jane and Jake uh, for a little bit of compassion. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm really scared, y'all. And Rhonda's out of the house. And Michael's like, well, I don't know. It's just, you know, this some women, I'm sure, would find this a little flattering. And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> this about? just it's, a big flirt. I can't believe it. I was like, dude, how did you ever get Jane <laughs> to fucking date you, let alone marry you? And then He did J- the same thing, I think. He called, <laughs> called 2 a.m., 2.06, 2.11, 2.21. And finally, Jane... You know, let down her guard. Hey, babe, I was just thinking about your uh, funky evening wear uh, again. <laughs> Michael uh, from the bar, uh, wa- want to be doctor, want to be superintendent. You know that guy who's got a lot of dreams. Uh, so you, babe. <laughs> so she, even Jane is just like, I don't know, you guys. This is pretty creepy. For a while, I was getting, uh, I, I also was receiving obscene phone calls. Oh, right. And Michael is like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I was just some guy who would call all the time and jerk off. It was really weird. But I learned, I read this article where you blow a whistle into the receiver and that gets rid of them. I don't know. It's not like, it's not like putting cinnamon on the floor for ants. It's like obscene <laughs> phone calls. Yeah. Well, it's insane. It's it's insane all around. But sure. what's really crazy is how she mentions that this happened, throws in the detail of somehow this man calling, making the obscene messages, knew exactly when Michael was at the hospital, and that's not investigated at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. That line is like water off a duck's back. And, and I was like, how are you letting this go by, Michael? And Jake's prob- like, Jake's like, oh, yeah, of course, that fucking goddamn uh, whistle trick. Hate that one. <laughs> yeah, it's either him or Billy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, so what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it's either someone disguising their voice or that's definitely Billy. <laughs> you're right about the jerk off stuff. Paul is definitely masturbating when he's calling at of 2 course. in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing you could be doing. So she... um. She storms out of the apartment after everyone gives her shit except for Jane. Uh, and then, like, Jake's like, come on, Sandy. Oh, oh, Sandy. And she's like, remember, Jake, wrong gender. Talk to you later, sweet child. 
more messages sort of start to pop up. What's the next movement here? Because it just... well, basically, she goes to the cops. Oh, that's, and... oh, that's my favorite part. It seemed the whole episode. <laughs> she comes back. She comes back. Uh, a, it's perfect reason why you should live at Melrose Place. It's early in the morning. I think Billy and Jake are talking about, uh, you know, oh, why don't you like uh, Sandy? And he's like, oh, you know, we're just two ships of the night or whatever the fuck. And then Sandy shows up, and Jake's like, huh? Hey, Sandy, pretty early for you. And I'm like, fuck off. Yo, and what's someone, that? Uh, what's that? A walk of shame I smell over there, or what? <laughs> She's like, no, I was at the fucking police station, and he's like, let me guess. They said without him making a, a, a concrete threat, they can't do anything. That's what we call in the biz what get, what gets us away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like fucking Ben there, man. <laughs> and she actually mentions like, oh, you've been stalking many girls. <laughs> Let me guess. Within the first 24 hours, they could only take some of your audio recordings and they, they, they can only use it in, in a court of law unless you wind up with physical harm. Am I right? Let me guess. Nothing you actually left, uh, nothing he actually left on any of those messages was specifically threatening, right? <laughs> right? Just calling you late. That was your big problem was it was too late for you. Uh, so she, you know, she's like, I called, they can't do anything, obviously, because of the specific threat. Yeah. And he's like, I know. And he's, and this is when he kind of finally comes to her side. He's like, why don't you tell me? I would have, I would have driven you to the police station. She's like, what? To get arrested? (laughs) Kind of rules. Um, I appreciate that as this episode goes on, whenever like Paul is like, is summoned in some way, (laughs) like the nightmare on Elm street music starts playing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's got like a really like icy like stabby sound to it. It definitely does because they know it's the second week in a row we're making a horror movie on Melrose Place. Jesus, and you know, um, she gets really freaked out. Um, Jake's like, okay, is this one like inside he of her says, house? Inside of her house, the, the windows. He walks. He's gonna walk her home from shooters. That's what's gonna happen. That's the whole thing. He's <laughs> like, I believe you. I'm not gonna leave you alone. Uh, you know, I'll walk you to work and I'll come pick you up or whatever. And they go to drop off and he's like all right let me just i'll go in check the apartment you know and they walk in and she notices that the window is open and you know jake goes around investigating the the rest of the apartment to see if the dude is still there and this is where he opens the fucking bedroom and it her entire bed is just covered in flower oh that's right that's the second part of the offering you see that's how (laughs) he summons he knows where to go this looks like the work of bark (laughs) (laughs) and like as they're fucking freaked out about it this dude calls again and he starts leaving this message and he's like he's like oh yeah i bet you're happy with whatever the flowers were he's like i tried to make it so that it was your scent mixed with the flowers oh yeah dude that's a panty that's a panty drawer situation yeah Yeah. he's full philip seymour hoffman in happiness at this point (laughs) he's talking about her fucking like hot body rolling around in flowers oh is it all wet is it all wet (laughs) (laughs) and this is where jake picks up the phone he's like listen you fucking son of a bitch and the guy's like (laughs) (laughs) you ruined it you ruined it oh so so jake decides he's got to go down to the that nursery and fix emmett (laughs) before he leaves his apartment he he puts her in uh his apartment he's like listen you know your apartment's unsafe go to mine and then before he leaves he uh crosses out uh, 16 days without a B&E and he puts zero on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's like, I always knew I'd be back to zero. It's a big sign in the middle of his like living room. <laughs> exactly. It's <just laughs> like, like rub it off. 
X amount of days without a B and E. Uh, so he goes, uh, he finds out what the nursery is. It's the middle of the night. He he, he jumps the fence. And there he and what's his face is uh, Paul is on the phone again to this lady, just like, so what you doing, babe? What's it going to be like when we're fucking or whatever he's saying? <laughs> this guy needed to be in a little bit more of a precarious situation yes. than just sitting at this desk in the well, dark. You couldn't just have his dick out on, on <laughs> no. whatever station no. this aired no, on. No, but maybe he's wearing a bathrobe or something. Yeah. Coming up yeah. on Fox on Melrose Place, full frontal nudity <laughs> right wow. after the Astro game. Didn't see that one coming. Special guest star Cindy Crawford on this week's new episode of Dude from Aaron Spelling. (laughs) Oh, dude, what would the dudes do if they met Cindy Lauper? All their sunglasses like fall off their head at the same time. They're like, whoa. I don't know, dudes. Guess he's got four tickets to the Cindy Lauper concert. (laughs) Woo! Um, so, and like, again, this just, it's just, it's this actor doesn't really do it here. He's just like, you don't leave me alone, Jake. You don't know what's going on. Jake beats the shit out of him really quick. Does he get a shot on Jake? Cause later Jake is a black guy and I missed that. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I noticed the same thing, Steve. Yeah. He, and he no, he does tree, not. I think. He just <laughs> I think. I think. tree. <laughs> There's uh, like a little bit of like a, an altercation, but it's very quick. And swift, and Jake just punches this guy in the stomach. I He's love like, it. He punches him in the stomach and the face. And he goes, if you, you know, you come near Sandy again, I'll kill you. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I don't like killing men, but I will do it. It's less erotic. <laughs> it's significantly less erotic, but I will do it. It's sure. not exactly my MO. I probably wouldn't leave a calling card if I did kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on vacation, a riverboat strangler here. He's killed a man, a man named Paul. That's uh, all we got to go on, and uh, we're <laughs> um, really we're really confused here because uh, the bitch of it is this murder definitely did not take place on a riverboat. Line one, ugly as sin. <laughs> Line two, stabbed in the heart. <laughs> uh, so the next day, you know, Jake is um, they're at Jake's place. Uh, Sandy sleeps over. They have a nice moment of like why didn't it work between us y'all and he's like obviously i'm not someone that's monogamous figure it out exactly i like put my dick in all sorts of places she's like oh jake it just it's never going to work is it and here's the other thing uh and a lesson for billy from last week because here's jake he's in this situation where it's very important to him that no funny business goes down he's just trying to look after sandy and whatever, and they both decide to go to sleep. There's Jake laying in this bed, fucking shirt and yep. dungarees <laughs> still on his body. That's the move. That's how you do mm-hmm. it. That's how you let the signal know that this is nothing's happening. Not Billy in last week's episode laying in that fucking fold-out couch with his fucking balls hanging out. And next up, next scene, uh, Sandy is making him breakfast, and she's like, "Oh, it's so weird. I'm, a- I'm making you a cow heart omelet. You've got so many cow hearts <laughs> in your fridge, y'all." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, all those cow hearts." Hey, y'all, that's why omelets are the best thing to cook because you can put whatever you want in them—peppers, onions, <laughs> cow hearts. <laughs> Hair? You had a bunch of hair by the, in this drawer. The whole drawer here is full of hair. Uh, I was looking for a fork, but I just found this one uh, This one drawer full of IDs. That's kind of weird. 
Here you go, y'all. It's your cheddar and hair omelet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so whatever. The cops come and they're like, oh, we know where to go. And they, (laughs) oh, Melrose Place, you say? Oh, yeah, Jake, apartment 1A. Yeah. (laughs) They pull it out and they're like, hey, Jake Hanson, is that your legal name? And he's like, oh, Christ. Uh, He goes down to the, the station house. Uh, hilarious, uh, sorry, Steve, but no, a hilarious please. bit of um, star of the show, you know, hunk celebrity person to background actor, real looking person. Grant show is so tiny compared to these two cops. You get this fucking height differential. Yeah. Oh, it's it's for real. Both of these cops have at least a foot on this guy. It is quite hysterical. I was, uh, I was surprised we didn't get a uh, nice to see you again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Jake. Although I, the one dude, I was looking it up and I don't remember the character from watching the show or anything, but the one guy, there's two cops. There's a white guy and a black guy. The black actor returns as the same cop. I don't know if it's this same cop, mm-hmm. but the guy plays a cop that comes back repeatedly on Melrose Place. <laughs> <laughs> He's working the Melrose beat. <laughs> LAPD has a squad just just for Jake. <laughs> Jake <All> Squad. <laughs> Coming up next on Fox, it's Jake Squad. The new successful spinoff of Aaron Spelling's Dudes, it's Jake Squad. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's mostly just uh, statutory rape, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> just nonstop. Uh, that's about it, though. Coming up after the NLDS playoff game, Jake Squad. <laughs> Oh my God, he's going after high school girls now. Let's <laughs> roll. Again. Uh, but I, I, I wish he pulled a Newman and just lit a cigarette. Like, what took you so long, <laughs> man? That fucking Wayne Knight delivery on that Seinfeld episode yeah. is one of the funniest lines in sitcom television. It's fantastic. Um, so he, um, you know, that's her. And Sandy's like, you know, enough is enough. I'm sick of this fucking bullshit. I'm gonna take this into my own hands. She goes to the nursery. It's him and his. It's Paul. And his boss, and they're like, "Oh, these are really good flowers." She's like, "Hi, are you Paul's boss?" And she's like, "Why, yes, I am." Well, do you know he's a psychopath and a woman stalker? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Well, no, I did not." <laughs> it's kind of crazy because, like, the conversation moves maybe like five feet away from this woman, yes. and I'd be like, "I'd be like, no, 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 I'm going to hear the rest of this exactly yeah. uh, because there's a really good shot that this dude is going to be fired in less than two minutes." Uh, yeah, exactly. But you don't know that. But yeah, she just, you know, she 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 really tells him, like, listen, this is bullshit. You know, you're a psychopath. You don't you don't respect me or my wants. It's all about what you think of me. You like want the idea of me. Right. He has a, he starts freaking out right here again, which, again, like I said, like the lady is five feet away. This dude's definitely fired <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But he freaks out again. And uh, dude, like, Paul, I understand that in your head, you think all you want is this grand romance. But lines like the following do not separate you from dudes who put ladies in basements when you yell things like, I couldn't let you get away. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, he's creepy. And she's just like, oh, her bo- his boss is like, well, I'll give him. A- oh, nope, that's it. That was it. That was the last straw. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, he's a collector. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh, so yeah, she she re- reads him the riot act. She's like, "Listen, you have to leave me alone, and you need to drop the char- charges against Jake. He was just trying to protect me from you, you maniac." And he's like, "It's just so hard to meet a woman in the '90s." And it's like, "Okay." Well, he's got this whole. He's like, "I'm from a small town like you, and small towns people talk to each other. In LA, they don't." It's yeah. like, yeah, motherfucker. That's why certain people move to cities for exactly. the anonymity. I don't need people up my fucking bunghole 24 <laughs> hours a day knowing every fucking I, date I went on. I, I bet you the boss was like fine with it until like Sandy was like, and then you left that big offering of flowers in the pool. And she's like, oh, that wasn't for the orphanage? <laughs> the fuck, so, Paul? That's where all those water lilies went. Well, that's a mystery song. Wait, hold on. You you delivered six trees to a halfway house? <laughs> oh, you fine. know my you know my policy about donating to halfway houses. <laughs> have you been have you been shoving trees in your pockets while you leave here at night? <laughs> Smuggling well, them out? He's just got a tree to, uh, strapped to his back. Well, I'm gonna head out now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, got his look, jacket over it. Yeah. Like it's sticking out from under the coat. Giant oh, me and my uh, don't worry about it, boss. Me and my friend here are going out drinking. He's dragging a tree in a trench coat. <laughs> I could swear that's a spruce. Okay, night, Paul. <laughs> a whole bag no, 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 of soil not, on the back. <laughs> no, it's not a spruce. This is my friend Bruce. <laughs> I told you, you've met him. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, she she reads him the riot act and like he's like, well, I guess you're right. I shouldn't actively stalk you. Um, and that's kind of it. She kind of comes back. Uh, Jake has been released uh, from custody, and it's the Jake. Speaking of uh, x amount of days since he had a B and E, it's been three days since he said they dropped the charges. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's I James, do love that's his, uh, his catchphrase in season one. Is don't worry <laughs> about it, gang. They dropped the charges. I really, really love. Uh, I, I, I'm always on extra alert with shows like this. There is a, a woman. I don't think it's the same waitress that Jake steals from earlier in the episode. There's another waitress who's coming up to like drop some empties off at the bar, like while Jake is talking to Sandy. And I don't know what was going on during this take, but this woman looks like she's seconds away from throwing up. <laughs> yeah, like by that. She puts the tray of bottles down. And it's like. Whoa. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> there is also a great thing. Paul's last line. So Sandy's walking away from him at the at the fucking nursery, and he calls after her, and she rightfully does not turn around. That was awesome. She just keeps walking away, and then the show tries to like sort of devillainize this guy at the end here. Yeah, because he he just whispers. He's like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was yeah. like, fuck you, dude. Go get hit by a car. <laughs> uh, and he does not. And that's kind of it. You know, she, she, he, she, he drops the charges to Jake and all, all's well that, that ends well. And like, he's like, you know, Jake's like, you know, I'm going to walk you back uh, from work tonight. And she's like, you don't have to. The thread is over, child. And he's like, what <laughs> if I want to? And it's like, aw. Oh, anyway, I got to install new toilet cam in uh, your bathroom. There, so I might as well walk you back home and do it quickly. Yeah, he might as well be your escort. He's drinking for free every fucking night. <laughs> every 
fucking night with this guy. So that is our episode on Lonely Hearts here. Uh, this is an, the end of another week of Melro 210. What you missed on the Patreon feed, this week we dropped an episode on The Ring, uh, Gore Verbinski's good movie. Um, we're <laughs> continuing to doing uh, Gore Verbinski's bad movies because we also did uh, Dead Man's Chest with uh, Chelsea Jupin, which was an amazing episode. And we've got a ton more Patreon stuff coming for you. We've got an, a, a Gleep Glossary out on a Gamarian Pig Guard. That's right. We got an AD coming up on the Jetsons. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the Nexus. Yeah, we're just we'll be talking some Star Trek. I don't have the episodes in front of me. And just yet. speaking of skeezy LA nonsense, Eric Cisco, we brought Ooh. back a side order of sleaze during the quarantine. That's what are we right. talking about this month? Well, the thing is, if you pledge now, you'll also get The Exterminator from 1980, which we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is a great movie. But this movie's not good. It's called Don's Plum. Stars a bunch of actors you know who uh, demanded the film never be released, which you can find on YouTube now. Leonardo DiCaprio, Toby Maguire, they're talking about nefarious sexual activities. Uh huh. <laughs> it's basically like 87 minutes of predominantly the two of them treating women like garbage. I've not yeah. seen this yet, and I'm really kind of excited to see this weird oddity. Oh, it's really something, dude. It's like fucking clerks for date rapists. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we, uh, we always end with parting shots. And are you excited to continue this? Uh, this show, not the quarantine. No one's excited to continue the quarantine. But also, <laughs> you kind of have to continue the quarantine. Because if not, this virus will kill us all. And I know that people are losing money and it's tough for everybody out there. But, you know, let's all wear our fucking masks if we can. Uh, going to Andrew Jupin. Oh, yeah, man. I'm always down to clown at the place, dude. You know me. I will say I've, I always give some little teasers here as the next week's Melrose Place episode. You guys, don't worry about it. Next week, Billy meets a bad stand-up comedian who asks her to babysit her eight-year-old kid. Oh! I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Kevin, you thought you hated this show before. Well, guess what happens when this show morphs with the plot of Man of the House? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, Kevin, any parting shots? Well, you're you're certainly excited. I'm already looking into the abyss here, Stephen. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I look forward to entering the abyss and getting lost in it and probably losing my mind even more so. So, yeah, of course, let's get going. Eric? Yeah, I, yeah, I also sign up for the abyss. We might as well go down in it because we're never getting out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, and I, I'm uh, equally as excited. I'm not. I fucking hate when they bring kids on these shows, man. Now I'm really bummed about next week. I'll be honest with you. You know who this kid grew up to be, though. Uh, according to his IMDb, he's one of the guys that was obsessed with uh, Tim Blake uh, Nelson. No, <laughs> he was thirty three years old playing an eight year old. He was obsessed with uh, uh, Stifler's mom. He's one of the dudes uh, in the American Pie movies that ooh. keeps going milf, milf. Uh, <laughs> a, a young man who had gone to help popularize the term. Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. He he fucking set the course for a whole uh, whole industry. Do you think they invite him to MILFCON? Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly he's, what it's called. He, he's emceeing the a- AVN booth or something. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. Please uh, join us next week uh, for a whole ton of We Hate Movies. Check out that Patreon if you're interested. And uh, until next time, I have been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and remain indoors.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.